Cape Talk. Join the conversation. And now, Consumer Talk featuring Wendy Nola. Welcome back to the show. It is 10 minutes past two and it is Wednesday. So it's time to welcome Consumer Talk and Consumer Journalist Wendy Nola, who's in studio with us today. And we're going to revisit Black Friday. We're going to talk about the deals or non-deals that were available at retailers and online. And then we're going to have a look at an interesting case of fraudsters advertising someone else's home on an Airbnb. A Camps Bay family's home was advertised and a UK family took up the offer, paying 100,000 rand for a month's stay. I mean, how is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we wanted to know. It's actually, it was five weeks stay, my ever wow. a month, but still, 100,000 rand. Um, and of course, um, we wanted to know exactly that. How do you lift some photos off a website and go through the checks and balances that a, a, a booking sites such as Airbnb um, to the point that only when somebody um, arrives, takes a long haul flight and taxi or whatever else and lands up at, at the door of a Camps Bay property um, and only then find out they've been scammed. What should they have done differently? And as we said, most importantly, how is it possible for a false to, to do that? So we'll get mm. to that story. I just thought that we'd start with um, a little bit of a chat about Black Friday because I wasn't here this year for the first time. I think it was Take a Lot that introduced the first Black Friday online in 2014, okay. but it's really only taken off in a big way in the public consciousness as a, a spend fest, I'd say, in the last, particularly in the last five years or yes. so. And when I have taken part in a very limited way in practicing what I preach about not getting carried away and <laughs> targeting certain items and tracking their prices and all that sort of thing, I've done it online. I yeah. mean, I, had, I don't think I've ever gone into a, a store on Black Friday in South Africa, yeah. but... On Friday, I found myself in Munich, and it was a normal touristy day doing our things. And, um, oh, goodness, it's Black Friday. We'd seen the signs. No, don't say Black Friday in Germany. I never got oh, really? to understand why. They say Black Week everywhere. Everything's Black Week, you know, in store signage and in advertising. And, and some of them Black Days. Oh, I think it's... They spread it's, it out a bit. Out, we <laughs> do, but, but you'll see I advertise to say Black Friday month or they still keep the Friday and the Friday sort of got lost. But it was very clear on Friday because we'd been going in, in central Munich, going into stores. Mm. For, you know, I think that that's coming to day. South Africa because a lot of the so. shops start on the Wednesday now. And they or kind the of week, lure you before. in earlier, yes. you know, so that you think you've, you, you're getting ahead of the crowds. You I know? think that's what they want to do. Why, why encourage a big spend only on one day of the month? Exactly. When you can entice it over weeks or a week or weeks, which is what they do. Black November, I think some of them call it. Oh, wow. Anyway, so there I was jostling with crowds in a very (laughs) cold, outside was very cold and wet, inside the stores was overheated and literally jostling. Wow. Um, So it was was, was good. Last time I had a Black Friday experience in the stores with my sister in Colorado back in Gosh, 2008, and it was very big there, Mm. well before it came here. But anyway, I've come back. um, I mean, I didn't partake much, of course, at 18 rand to the euro. um, (laughs) Nothing was a bargain. But um, I was making a note of the... 
uh, percentage, so-called percentage savings. Mm. Um, and like here, yeah, not like the American ones. I mean, the most I saw, I think, was uh, minus 40% in store, certainly. I wasn't going to spend my holiday um, online. But, um, yeah, so I did buy one little thing at 25% off. But um, <laughs> <A notebook>. in, <laughs> yeah, in South Africa, payment facilitator PayFast, which ran a Black Friday dashboard tracking vital stats on the transactions that it was processing, revealed that um, the average basket value on Black Friday, according to their traffic, was 1,304 rand, which is quite a lot if you think about where we are uh, in the economy, mm. how stretched consumers are. The average spend in the Western Cape was just under that average, 1,226 rand, according okay. to PayFast. But um, what I have, I mean, I am still um, living Black Friday in my inbox because the complaints, the um, uh, un- the predictable complaints are coming in and they're thick and fast and they are um, around three main issues. First one, bargain buys, so-called bargain buys, um, being cancelled. So the person has you know, uh, ordered the item, made payment as required, yeah. and then a day or two later, sorry, um, our supplier is out of stock. Mm. So then they want to know, is that legal? Well, um in most cases, yes, as long as the uh, it can't be found that the retailer put you know advertised widely and put three things on at minus forty percent and you know and and so that that the Consumer Protection Act protects consumers against that. It's called bait marketing. Yes, so they have to have. Does that happen a lot? It it it's hard to prove. Yes, that's what um, I was thinking. But strictly speaking, according to the CPA, the retailer has to um, put a reasonable amount of the item on sale. Whether it's online or in a store, mm. um, to 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 um, resonate with I can't think of the word with the anticipated um, demand, demand that yeah. was created by the mm. ad and a Black Friday mm. ad with a huge mm. discount. Um, you know, you could say that that the demand you can reasonably say should be very high. It's the same a bit like with school books when you buy them online. Mm. You know, you look at how many are available for the reader, for example, yeah. and it says four, and you think, oh, I must quickly get it. The child's not going to be reading the, yeah. the set work, yeah. and then you get an email. Yes. We're not fully stocked on this and this, but it was all there. Oh, you know? Yeah. No, then you would mm. have a case, and I would say certainly, I wish more people actually would. Um, raise those kinds of things with the ombudsman for uh, or the consumer goods and services ombuds um, because they do and will um, say to the retailer we want proof of how many you sold how many you made available um, and they will then be able to determine whether uh, it was bait marketing or not mm. so that's something to remember for Black Friday and yeah. any other situation such as that the other things um a few. You have to be really careful about the websites you go onto. So somebody buying a pair of branded sneakers, this, they arrived, but the size was wrong or the fit wasn't the normal fit. Mm. And when you buy something online, the Electronic Communications and Transactions Act gives you a cooling off period of seven days in which to return the item in its packaging um, for a full refund. Um, and they can they must refund within 30 days. So uh, quite a number of people saying they couldn't contact the retailer now that they wanted to send it back. Um, there was just no way to engage. And that is a sign of a rogue. Mm. Um, unless they're really swamped. 
Um, and I, I haven't had time. I just arrived back from overseas yesterday morning. I haven't had time to investigate all these cases. Mm. But that you is don't not hear okay. Back. Your heart drops. Yeah. You know? Then you mm. think, you know, was it a cloned site? Was it a big brand? Was it, you know, fishing? And so all that. it's just so much that can go wrong with online. I just um, want to put our numbers out again, Wendy, just for anyone sure. who might have a Black Friday question or something that went wrong with one of their purchases. You Absolutely. can call us on o two one four four six o five six seven to ask Wendy, uh, or you can WhatsApp us on o seven two five six seven one five six. Uh, send a voice note to that same number, 072-567-1567. Yeah, and, and if you've got a real bargain, um, yeah. I would really like to Share. hear about that as well. <laughs> like something that, and, and you, you were the savvy one that know, knew the price, tracked it of this particular item throughout the year, or even just toilet paper. And I think a lot of people were, um, everyone was predicting that given the economy and people being so squeezed and interest rate going up and, and, and that people were going to be, if they were doing Black Friday, many of them would be doing it for essential. Yeah. So stocking Beauty up. Beauty care products. Exactly. Mm. Um, often very good discounts on those. Mm. Basics, cooking oil, looking for those things that yeah, they could buy in bulk and see them through the festive season and beyond. Um, so, yeah, please share. Please please call us if you if you got one of those real bargains and you feel really chuffed with your Black Friday mm. experience. But um, the main topic today um, is uh, related to an email that we got um, earlier in the month from Leslie Wells, who lives with her husband in Camps Bay. And uh, her email went like this. My husband and I were confronted with, with such a strange event. A young couple arrived at our house in Camps Bay from the UK with plans to move in for five weeks, courtesy of Airbnb, having paid the host in inverted commas, the equivalent of uh, 100,000 rand. Um, they had been scammed, says Leslie, by a host who had taken pictures of our house that had appeared on an estate agency website, posted them on Airbnb as a property available to rent, took their funds, and then disappeared. He called himself Liam, did this fraudster. Um, Leslie continues, apparently the host cleverly contacted them last week to ask them to postpone their arrival by one day due to renovations or something, thereby enabling the deposit payment to clear and promising them an additional day at the end of wow. their stay. So what happens is, clever, fraudster, yeah. is Airbnb as a protection to consumers doesn't release a host's payout for a booking until 24 hours after a guest has checked into the property. Um, so that way there's recourse in case something isn't as expected or it's fraud or whatever and you complain. That's why you must log any faults or misrepresentations within 24 hours of arrival right. and then they won't pay the host your money or they will pay a lesser amount or whatever. In this case, obviously, they wouldn't pay. But this is where this is why this fraudster said, oh, you know, would you mind? And on a five-week booking, most people would say, oh, okay, we'll make a plan, as did this couple, and they didn't say anything to Airbnb about it, which is one of the things we're going to talk about and right. what not to do but later anyway getting back to leslie we suggested they open a case at a police station i'm not sure where that will get them but clearly this host liam has done it before i found a number for airbnb and they advised that the host account had been suspended and all bookings that were made by him will be cancelled i don't know what has happened to the guest um because they're supposed to be in our house for five weeks (laughs) or what will happen to the rest of the guests who'd planned to stay in cape town for christmas what does bother me and i've spoken to um, Leslie uh, about this and she unfortunately wasn't able to join us um, now in this time slot but mm. she says what bothers me is the ease with which this was able to be done and that Airbnb are not checking the properties that the hosts are putting up on their portal she said the young couple showed them on their phone on their listing that um, this um, 
their home was listed as verified host. And she's saying, what does verified mean then mm. if some bloke can just take pictures off, you know, an internet site and, and use those to, to log them, you know, to register as a host? Um, it led me to wonder what checks and balances are in place by Airbnb, said Leslie. So we've got enough time before news. Yes, yeah, Airbnb's response... Um, so I, I, I asked them, obviously, what could or should this young couple have done differently and how does Airbnb do the vetting? Surely it's a simple enough matter. And I've asked them this question before. Earlier in March, Pip and I did this case of a tenant. Somebody rented a home in a normal sense and then took it up and she was renting sort of months to months. She oh, listed it on Booking.com and Airbnb. Stopped paying her rent, which I thought was silly because she was raking in quite a tidy sum. Um, representing herself as the um, authorized owner or at least authorized person authorized wow. to do this. Uh, it was a terrible story. Anyway, yeah. I asked this question, you know, surely you could just ask for a rate certificate or, um, you know, a bond statement or something to prove that that the person that's now wanting or, or a, a letter from the registered owner to this third party saying you can put our home on Airbnb and they skirted that and um, I'll get to that in a minute and I still don't know the answer but this is what Airbnb's response to this particular case was we have zero tolerance for fraud and take action on anyone suspected of illegal activity in this instance and this was good to know we fully refunded the guest arranged an alternative booking and removed the fraudulent user and this was all before we got involved this okay. was not so anything to do good. with media intervention yeah, yes. immediate service yeah although cases like this are incredibly rare it is important that everyone books pays and communicates only on airbnb so that they will be fully protected through air cover in the event of an issue um so they say they they should they're refunded immediately um, having reviewed all communications between our customer service support team and the guest there was no evidence of any de- deposit being sent and the guest stayed on the site to uh, to communicate so they did that right because mm. they're always saying a lot of the cases we take up the fraudulent host entices them off the airbnb site and on off the airbnb site rather um uh. and then um takes them onto WhatsApp and the Airbnb has no um, oversight. They can't see what's going on and that's the problem. So they always say stay on the site, which this mm. couple did. So that's really great advice. So it's it, they kind of bait you on Airbnb and then they, they yes, lure let's you. Go. And we're so comfortable. That shouldn't happen. No, we're yeah. so comfortable and many bona fide businesses do use uh, WhatsApp now. Yes. So for a lot of people that's not a red flag. But the same goes for gum, Gumtree classified site. Stay on those sites mm. where there are eyes and on what's going on. Things are verified. And they, yeah. Yes. So they did that right. The only thing they did wrong was they didn't alert Airbnb when there was a change, an amendment. In this case, can you check in a day later? And that was obviously specifically to make sure that uh, they got it the cleared, money because yeah. Airbnb would have thought that everything went ahead. And that it? won't happen if, if you're on Airbnb. No. It's and, unusual. And if it, yeah. if it is, you must alert them so they can now check, is this a fraudulent um, listing or not? Because um, they say Airbnb uh, controls payments. We do not release a host payout, as I was saying, until 24 hours after a guest has checked in. Um as long as users stay on Airbnb, as we've just been saying, and only pay and communicate through Airbnb, and that's the other thing. We've done cases on this show where people paid privately. So do your payment on the site. Stay on the site, I think, is the message we need <laughs> to say. Don't leave the site. Well, as soon as you get asked to leave the yeah. site, then your, then your red flags must go on. So these are the protections you get if you book via um, Airbnb anywhere. Um, 
you, you get air cover, which is free on every booking. And that means you get booking protection guarantee, check-in guarantee, get what you booked for guarantee, mm. as well as a 24-hour safety line. So you can call them if you're not happy about something. We use sophisticated technologies and behavioral an- an analysis techniques to help prevent bad actors, as they call them, from utilizing Airbnb. When we detect potentially concerning behavior, such behavior, is, or, or it's brought to our attention, we take action, removing users and listings from the platform. Before booking, we encourage hosts and guests to read user and listing profiles thoroughly, look through publicly visible reviews and ratings left by previous hosts and guests and use our messaging tool to ask any other any any other questions. So I don't suppose a couple did that, but you know they wouldn't have had any reason to think. I mean, they went, it's a verified host and everything. But the fact that they went off to a different site. That's still... No, the they didn't. Well, they went to WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah. No, they didn't. I'm just saying you oh, shouldn't. They did everything should. right. Oh, they the did. The only thing they didn't do was contact Airbnb oh, when the date... When that happened. When the guy said check in 24 yeah. hours later. But if you do go off the Airbnb yeah. site and you are now um, conversing in WhatsApp, will Airbnb... They, this no, is what I wanted to do. I'm they won't reimburse And a few cases that I've been involved with, they, they will as a goodwill gesture, but generally don't walk, go off into the long reads. Stay <laughs> on your own. Um, <laughs> as natural water. as it might yeah. seem, that is um, you just refuse because there's no um, valid reason for a host to want you to do that. Yeah. So um, certainly not in the run-up to payment. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but at any time, really, the, 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 the whole system the whole platform is designed you do everything there where it can be monitored Mm. um so i wasn't entirely happy with um the answers uh because it didn't it didn't answer all my questions in terms of particularly how was it able for this fraudster to do what he did Mm. um and um in so other words, the, how is the house verified? I mean, you know, exactly. Yeah. I got no answer on that, which was a little bit um, disappointing. Um, they repeated, we ref- we advise users to stay on our platform, use Airbnb mm. to pay and communicate it so they're fully protected. In this case, the reservation dates were not amended on the platform, and we advise guests to always amend a reservation on the platform. Right. So he phoned them, and that should have been a red flag, but they, they didn't see it as such. Um they, as I say, no word on, on why they don't require hosts to prove that they actually own the property. When I raised this issue with that rogue tenant in March, they said all hosts must certify that they have permission to list their space and we remind hosts to check and follow local regulations. And as we said at the time, Pippa and I, anyone can certify anything. You yeah. need proof. If if your platform is open to fraud, they have said twice that it's um, rare for this to happen. Mm. But... This is South Africa, we, yeah, and we exactly. do have high fraud rates. And we have trust issues. And, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's a very safe system if mm. you just do those things, if you just protect yourself, stay on the site. If there's any change, if they try and change anything as a host, tell Airbnb, and they, mm. especially if they're doing it off the site. Cape Talk. Consumer Talk. Call now on 021-446-0567. Welcome back to the show. It is... Uh, 
26 minutes to 3 o'clock and we are doing Consumer Talk with Wendy Nola, consumer journalist and consumer talk host. Uh, we're talking about an Airbnb story, um, a couple who arrived from the UK having paid the equivalent of 100,000 rand for a month's stay in a home in Camps Bay. And it was a fraudster who had hooked them in and it the home was not ready for them. Uh, over to you, Amy. I mean, uh, Wendy, tell us... Uh, what the repercussions were. Okay, so um, the the woman who owns a home, the husband, uh, Leslie, got hold of us and a day after this young couple had arrived on, on their doorstep and uh, thus found out that they had been scammed. And um, she wasn't sure what had happened um, to them after that. They'd recommended a hotel and and that there was not much else they could do. Um, a short while later, Leslie got back to us to say that she had uh, contacted Ebb Airbnb found a number and they'd assured her that um, the all bookings made for their home had been cancelled um, and the, that that host obviously who went by the name of Liam had been suspended from the platform they didn't know whether the couple had been refunded or not yes. and um, Airbnb subsequently told me when I got hold of them that they had indeed been refunded and that they'd helped them uh, relocate into an, another hotel so it ended up okay for them but the questions we were left with how you know how is the list, how did the listing happen? What verification is there? And uh, also, um, I lost my train of thought now. Um, you should always stay on on the side. Yes, yeah, sorry. Mm. What? What? Why was it that you know this couple only found out when they got to the door mm. after a long haul flight? Uh, why did it only happen at that point? And also. From um, the consumer's point of view, many of us use Airbnb very happily. Um, what do we do to prevent landing up in that situation? Uh, we have a caller now. Um, if you do want to call us with, with, uh, and ask Wendy a question, not only on Airbnb, on any question now we have an open line, you can call us on 021-446-0567. And that is what Ryan in Panorama has done. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Hey, Bianca. Hey, Wendy. Good Hi, to hear you guys again. Uh, no, so I used to rent out my little granny flat at the back on Airbnb, and uh, it was good. But when I registered, they actually video called me to confirm that that venue was mine. So we had to walk around, show them that wow. the photos matched everything. I'm trying to think if it was Airbnb or Bookings.com, but I, I remember having an issue with it. And then they were like, no, but we verified the venue already. That's all good. So they actually video call you from Amsterdam, and they walk around. They say, show us the kitchen, show us the bathroom, show us outside. And they make sure that the photos I sent actually uh, match up with what I kind of sent, okay. what I posted. And it could be because maybe I wasn't a verified user, so they don't trust me, so they have to do it. Where your Liam guy seems to be verified, so then maybe mm. I have to trust him again. Yeah, which begs the question, how did he verify? And it's not information which Airbnb shared with me. Um, it. And also, they didn't say anything about um, we verify by getting the person. I mean, that would help out in a case of an out-and-out fraud such as Liam, unless he was able to gain access to the house and (laughs) go that far. Mm. But it wouldn't, uh, in the case of the rogue tenant who had no right to list that home, she wasn't even paying rent, um, it wouldn't help there because she would be in the home and be able to go, look, yes, everything's lovely. (laughs) And I mean, ironically, the the reviews were very good. She was apparently a very good host. She was just doing it all fraudulently. but yeah, very interesting to hear that. I'll certainly, you weren't sure whether it was bookings.com. I have no success in dealing with their media department 
um, at all. Unfortunately, this I just complete yeah. blank. I've tried to get through to them from the via their Twitter team, and they say just be patient. Well, months go by. I've never I've never yet to have a response. <laughs> so I will certainly ask um, Airbnb if that is something and as why they didn't say it. What they did say is that to detect fake listings before they go live, our technology evaluates each listing against hundreds of risk signals such as host reputation, template messaging, duplicate photos, which they should have picked up <laughs> should have picked up the photos on on that estate agency mm. site um, and other discrepancies using data learnings from millions of listings they didn't say what went wrong in this case mm. but as i say they they at least didn't leave those that couple from the uk um out of pocket dry, it was yeah. just a little bit of a, a bit of a trauma at the time yeah. although funnily enough having said that Lo- leslie said they were fairly young in their 20s and they sort of took it in their stride she said if that had been me i would have freaked out completely but they were like oh well i suppose we better go and find somewhere else yeah, to stay moving on then yeah. ryan uh, is that all you had to do for, ver- for verifying your property did you have to not send any documentation just the video call just a video call and yeah, so I don't have to send any rates and taxes or anything yeah. like that. Even that you could do fraudulently. Yes. I thought the fact that the video call is like, that was pretty awesome. I had to be there and obviously do that. And then even show my face, like, cool, make sure it's your face. Yes. Like on well, the that's picture. That's great. So mm. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. So I was pretty impressed. Yeah, thanks. It would be great if that happened in every case. Yeah. I'll definitely follow um, up on that, Ryan. Thank yeah. you. Thanks cool. for informing thanks us God. about that. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for, well, for calling in. Yeah, if we have any Airbnb hosts, um, or Booking.com hosts um, listening, it would be good to know what verification process they were subjected to mm. before their their property was listed. Yeah, so if you are a host or a super host or a verified host, mm. we'd like to hear from you. You can call us on 021-446-0567, 072-567-1567 for voice notes and WhatsApps. Uh, Tell us also if you've had any bad experiences, you know, um, maybe not not the same as this where people just rock up on your doorstep or just with, with dealing with Airbnb. Has everything always been above board? Just a reminder again of our numbers, 021-446-0567 or 072-567-1567 for any of your consumer-related questions for, for Wendy Noda. So... What else does one need to know um, about keeping yourself safe when, when you book properties online? Just stay on the website. That's the main red flag, hey, Wendy? That's the main red flag. The mm. moment they try and take you off to talk about payment in particular, yeah. um, that, uh, that's the usually money. the mm. money. They don't want, they don't want um, any oversight happening there, so they will take you off. Um, I'm particularly interested in what Ryan had to say because, as I say, if, if that was the case, yeah. why, why didn't, didn't they tell he, you? They should have said that. Yeah, maybe. So maybe he was thinking about another um, site. But, you know, technology makes all this stuff so, really easy. Yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, it does. it's, it's f- virtually free. It takes mm. a little bit of time mm. and just acts as a huge deterrent for fraudsters. If they know that that's what's mm. going to happen, I mean, they, they're going to try and... We probably should have also asked Ryan when that happened because sometimes the monitoring can can Shift. flail. But yeah, it should be. It shouldn't. Uh, it shouldn't yeah, it should increase. Yeah. This, this thing happened this month. This We've, particular case. Here's a question about um, a, a Black Friday or a comment. Hi. Sure. Oh, whoops! It just got. Okay. Hi, Wendy. I'm one of the Black Friday lucky ones. Good. I love booty for underwear and activewear but it's so expensive for me usually I got a nice stash from them between 50 and 60% off wow. and it was delivered yesterday very pleased with what I got thanks that's oh, Lorna so that was obviously online yeah and here's another one hi Wendy I'm one of the black oh it's the same question that's just been 
an adult plaid, uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's a booty again. Um, a few years ago, we encountered something similar uh, and Airbnb were amazing at uh, finding us alternative accommodation. So that's the Jean on the WhatsApp line. So that's someone once again who... who got caught. Got fraud, you know, fraudulently yeah. booked. And she doesn't say whether she stayed on the site or not. I would imagine there was some element of, of off-site mm. communication and they got refunded anyway. So that's... Good to know. Mm, mm, mm. Call us on 021-446-0567 for any of your consumer-related questions with Wendy Nola, or you can send us a voice note to 072-567-1567 and let us know um, if you've had good service, bad service with any of the online booking uh, sites. So what about school books and things like that? What should people bear in mind? Should they be waiting till the last minute or doing it in advance? Funny you should ask that. I'm a big um, uh, proponent of lay-bys, which have gone very mainstream. Back in the day when I first started uh, doing my consumer journalism, it was quite, you know, it was downtown little furniture shops for Mm. people who didn't have access to any form of credit. Um, And now it's gone mainstream, uh, mainly because a lot of people who have credit cards, have them maxed out or whatever and have no opportunity uh, to use that as a line of a form of credit. Mm. So I often use it as, as an example. I say you, you really make it work for you. So you can um, buy something today, put down a deposit, yep. have the lay-by over three or four or five or six months, whatever the store offers or will allow you to have. Um, you don't get the product in hand. So if you want for instant gratification, it's not going to work for you. But um, you can cancel. This is the thing. This is what makes it so consumer friendly. Okay. As long as you make sure the company you do it with um, follows the laws on the CPA on this one, that's the most important thing to to add. But you can cancel it any time after month two, three, or whatever, and uh, before having paid it off, and you get all the money that you've paid up to that point back minus a one percent cancellation penalty so that's that's worth re- it that's tiny it's on 500 rand that's what five rand yes yeah so um i say to get around the inst- if instant gratification thing buy things that you won't really need until three or four months time and that includes school books mm, right mm, mm. includes buying that pair of winter boots when they first hit the stores when it's still so hot you can't imagine them on your on your feet so that would be what February, March then, mm. you, then you've paid them off um, three months later when we are in winter three, four months later and you've missed out on nothing mm. so mm. The, your question gave me a nice reason to talk about labour again because one, as I say one of the examples I give is, is school books but we're in December now so it could be a little late but it's still over two months um, yeah. I would say you should, if you get the list of all the basic items that you know you, you, your child's going to need. I like uniforms as um, well. Yeah. And uni- yes, uniforms mm, as well, especially. That's a big one. Big maybe outlay. You, maybe parents yeah. listening are thinking, well, I don't know how much my child's feet are going to grow and what. Yeah. But still, there are certain things that you certainly can predict. Um, and uh, you could get a, a, a list, a stationary list out of the school. They certainly prepare those they do, long yeah. before December mm. and do the lay-by and say October. A good idea is also to go on to um, second-hand book uh, sure. stores. Or um, I think our school does a Facebook page where people, yeah. you know, put their used books up, and especially textbooks. Yeah. yeah, certainly if you have children in at university as well, um, the new books are just horrific. So yeah, start putting expensive. feelers out um, in you know at the end of the 
current year, um, I often see it on on um, WhatsApp groups, Facebook Facebook groups. People, parents being proactive and and making sure they get this, the good second hand stuff in advance. Okay, we've got a caller. Um, it's Alan in Bishop's Court. Hello, Alan. Welcome to the show. What is your question for Wendy? Oh no, we ha- we don't have Alan. Sorry, sorry. Uh, we're going to try and get Alan back on the line. We dropped that line. A reminder again of our numbers: oh seven two five six seven one five six seven for WhatsApp and voice notes, or you can call us on oh two one. Four four six zero five six seven. Consumer Talk. Open line. Call O two one double four six zero five six seven. Welcome back to the show. It is 12 minutes to 3 o'clock. You can call us on 021-446-0567 or WhatsApp us on 0725671567, which is what Anonymous from Fishhook has done. Hi, ladies. Have never bought on Black Friday. However, I bought two things, uh, stick-on tiles, which turned out to be the wrong size. What, can she return them? What do you do when you buy something that's okay. wrong on Black Friday? There's a very important clarification here when she says wrong size were they wrong for her and that she misread the size and they don't now don't fit the application she needs them for or they advertised as being 15 by 15 and they actually were slightly bigger or smaller and for that reason they're the wrong size so if it's if it's not her fault if it's the supplier's fault for miss misstating the size Mm. in their advertising then they most definitely need to take it back um, at their cost Um, she didn't say whether it was online or or, Uh, uh, in store but uh, stick on tiles Um, it doesn't say whether it's online or not but that kind of thing it could be on either way Mm. if it's Mm. wrong she um, has a right to um, send it back for a full refund if it was online whoever's fault it was mm. whether it was her fault or the store's fault there is that seven day cooling off period which we should be still within if she bought them on Black Friday mm. in which case she doesn't have to provide a reason she should just log a return and she should get a full refund within 30 days mm-hmm. so that's where it's important to know when you're using a, um, a retailer an online retailer that you perhaps haven't used before to definitely interrogate their returns processes and make sure that they are compliant with both the Consumer Protection Act and the Electronic Communications and Transactions Act with regard to that seven-day cooling-off period because if not, then you're going to get caught. So um, if she bought them, however, in a store in a, um, and it was her mistake, then what? Then she doesn't have an automatic right of return at all. She's then at their mercy um, to say, yeah, could I please have that? They're very unlikely to give a refund, but many stores as a customer service will give a voucher or um, a, a allow her to exchange them for tiles that do fit. Are there different rules surrounding sales items in terms of return? Um, <laughs> no. If it de- well, it depends. Yeah. If it's a sale item and there's nothing wrong with it, then uh, as with items, any item, um, you don't have the right to set to to take it back, whether it's on sale or not. So many people, many stores, will you'll see signs that say no returns on sale items. That's only mm. partially right, because if there's nothing wrong with the item and you just change your mind, as with everything else, they don't have to take them back at all. However, if a sale item, whether it's bought online or in a store, 
becomes defective within six months of purchase, whether it was bought on sale or not is completely irrelevant. They can't mm-hmm. say because it was a sale. Unless it was a sale because the items were declared, disclosed as being somehow imperfect, as you'll often get with sort of what we, as a blanket term, refer to as um uh, factory shops, mm. but there has to be a notice up, if not on every individual item, saying, please note these goods are defective in one of various ways, color mismatching, uh, imperfections, whatever. But then you know that the lower price is as a result of s- some flaw, right? Mm. But um, you cannot put goods on sale without declaring that there's a problem with them mm. and mm. and and let the buyer assume that you're getting it as a lower at a lower price because there's there are flaws that's not okay so um sale items unless you know the goods are um sold sort of foot tots in other words certain certain flaws the fact that they are the goods are flawed um uh, is pointed out to you in advance um, then they can say, all right, we're not going to take back the sale item. But most sales involve perfectly good v- merchandise, and then they must um, proceed as if, um, as with any other sale. If there's something wrong with it, they've got to take responsibility. What happens months. if you shop online um, and you aren't happy and you and you want to you you want to return? Are you liable for the cost of postage to get it back? Yes, good question. In terms of the ECTA. The only charge which the um, online retailer may levy is uh, the cost of the return of the goods. So either if they arrange it, they will deduct it from your um, purchase price, what mm. the refund that you are due. Um, it, you, I would <laughs> caution people to query, query what this is. You can't be it can't be a blank check. You could find that they've levied something ridiculous like. Um, 400 rand or something yes. um, for for that one-way courier, which is obviously not reasonable. So um, on the other hand, if you organize it yourself, then you at the, the goods are at your risk on the way back and they mm. could claim that something happened. So it is a bit of a tricky one. A lot of the um, large retailers, your take a lot, Superbulous, the same company, they will um, waive that cost. Um, which a lot of the other online retailers say is not economic and they can't afford to do that. Um, can we go to this call, uh, Kim, here in, in Constantia? No. Okay, we have a question, though. Um, can, can a take-a-lot change their price for a product multiple times in a day? Is that something that can be? Yeah, there's nothing that stops. Um, we got the, we've got it on the line. Oh, Kim, is that your question? Can take-a-lot change their price of a product multiple times during a day? Yes, because I was looking at a Delungi um, barista and the previous week it was going for 13800 and then on take-a-lot day at um, 10 to 5 in the morning, uh, the, the sale was going for 10500 So I'm like, perfect, screenshot it, send it to the husband. The <laughs> husband was earning an owing and he's like, okay, I'm ready to buy Hours later, they jumped the price up to twelve thousand nine hundred ninety-nine, and I said, "How is that possible?" So every time I went into the the item, it went back to the ten thousand five hundred. But then, after a few minutes, it stayed on the twelve thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. I'm like, "How is that possible?" So I sent it to to take a lot, emailed them on Facebook privately, being nice, and then a few minutes later, I'm like, "No, screw this." 
So I posted it publicly. They got back to me. They then lied, saying that it was between the 21st and the 24th sale. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. So I showed the timestamp to them. And then they said, no, there was a certain amount of units discounted. And then when those units went off, then they bumped up the price for the initial uh, initial unit. Ah, is that possible? Interesting question. It is possible and it's also permissible. Um, willing buyer, willing seller, as long as um, they, I, I would certainly ask them uh, how many units they sold at 10,000 500 rand as opposed to 13.8 or 12 or whatever that price fluctuated all over the place but you you, you can sort of pre- uh, expect that um, on Black Friday or certainly in that week um, the pricing is very dynamic and what what also can happen is and I've queried this would take a lot of the past especially around Black Friday is um, that you know it's it's like putting something in a, in a basket in a store you haven't bought it until you've actually paid for it at the till. And what often happens is, you, you know, this is online. You've got thousands of people, uh, you know, bargain seeking on Black Friday. It's a very dynamic process. And in a split second, the item that you've that you've chosen, um, this wasn't your exact experience, but I get lots of queries about this, could have been sold out. So there's nothing legally that one can go to them and say, you've heard you have to sell this product at that price price they are within their rights to say well we had we did sell some at that price but you know it was they were sold out very quickly but that in within one day i mean that's quite something Even, multiple prices yeah on a, on a week like black friday yes because of the volumes this is a massive massive online retailer south africa's biggest mm. so we're dealing with as i say quite a dynamic process i'm not for a minute suggesting that this is not absolutely infuriating yeah, for yeah. the consumer but uh, the question was can they do that there's nothing stopping them from mm. doing it. Thank you for your question, Kim. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, she's 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 gone. So yeah, uh, Black Friday seems to be happy for some and frustrating for, for others. others. I'm on this um, this um, amazing. I spoke about it with Pippa not long ago. A website called um, One Family One Stockpile, Facebook group, uh, mainly women bargain hunters, stockpilers. Um, they put they post when they find an amazing special and then people around the country go, you know, whether it's at spa or just or pick a pay and take advantage. And, and looking, um, I was still overseas at the time, looking through the posts around Black Friday, I mean, some people did get some incredible bargains, but um, some on cell phones and others on, you know, toilet paper and that sort of thing. So yeah. I think it's it, it pays to be very wily and know what you want and what the normal price is. Um, save up the money in, in advance and uh, that way you win. But Wise I'm- words from Wendy <laughs> Nola. Take heed.